0: Welcome to the Digiday Podcast. I'm Kaylee Barber, Media Editor at Digiday.
1: And I'm Tim Peterson, Senior Media Editor at Digiday.
0: So it's week three of the Creator Series. And this week, Tim, you're talking with Jorge Soto, who is focusing on short-form video on YouTube. So YouTube Shorts, which is a very new uh, entrance into this short-form vertical video, I guess, social media platform trend, uh, you could say. But I'm really curious about how he's monetizing the platform or how he's maybe prioritizing it in his overall mix. Because it is such a new platform, but I've heard so far it's been a pretty good referral source, at least, for gaining new audiences. Um, Curious what Jorge had to say.
1: Yeah, and that's been the way he's been using it. Like, we talk a bit about the RefShare program that... YouTube opened up for shorts, um, in February, but I mean, what he's seen is, you know, five cents to six cents per thousand views. So, you know, five cents, six cents CPM, which is literally pennies. Um, so not much money coming off shorts, but he breaks it down at one point in the episode of how, you know, he's had shorts generate, you know, 10,000, 20,000 subscribers for his broader YouTube channel. And so, if he can be using shorts to get people to watch his long form videos, that's where shorts ends up becoming really lucrative. And so, it's audience development, like you were mentioning, like you've covered before, when it comes to like publishers using shorts to like build up their long form YouTube audience. Um, but he also, you know, broke it down where in the YouTube analytics he's able to see like. You know, viewership um, for his long-form videos, how much of that is driven by shorts. And so he's able to... Yeah, you know, I think at one point in the interview, he says something to the effect of, you know, for um, a short, you know, the short itself may only make him like $10 from 100,000 views. But if it gets 50,000 people to watch the long-form video, then that could be like $300 that the short actually contributed to his channel. So I thought that was a really insightful way of looking at it
0: just curious like how is he prioritizing youtube shorts as like a short form vertical video like is he also still active on other platforms like tiktok and instagram or has his focus kind of shifted more entirely to youtube
1: yeah he's still active on tiktok but um it's not like when he so he first started on tiktok and then about a year and a half later started on youtube shorts um And then I think he said, like, it was the 80th short that he uploaded on YouTube that, like, became the first one to, like, really hit and get a bunch of views. Um, And then that kind of snowballed from there. And so since then, um, he's he kind of flipped his strategy where up until that point he was basically making tiktoks first and just repurposing them as youtube shorts now he makes youtube shorts first and just repurposes them as tiktoks um and then instagram reels hasn't really been part of his mix in in part because when there would have been that window for him to try out reels before youtube shorts Reels were limited to 30 seconds and he does um, like skit videos or what he calls story times that are generally like in the 40 to 50 second range. And so that's what made it um, so that he didn't even really give Reels a try because of the time constraints. Interesting.
0: All right. Well, I'll let you guys get into it. Sounds like it's a really detailed and fascinating conversation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a good one. Thanks, Caleb. All right, Soto, welcome to the JJ podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It means a lot. Absolutely. So, we are doing this, you know, our annual creator series this year. It's on short form vertical video creators. And we're, you know, trying to do a kind of creator for each platform each week. You are our YouTube Shorts representative. But um, in kind of prepping for this, it seems like YouTube Shorts isn't where you started, isn't the platform you started with when it comes to short form vertical video. When did you get started with short form vertical video and how? Yeah, so
2: I started on TikTok first and it was March, 2020. So quarantine boredom. I had nothing else to do and I downloaded TikTok just for fun. And little by little, I was just creating videos, creating trends, nothing too crazy. And then as it snowballed into... More and more views, more and more followers. I was like, "Oh, I think I think I can work with this." So I started creating videos that I re- that I always wanted to. So skits, Hispanic mom skits, comedy skits, vlogs, voiceovers, and story times, which is what I really really took off with. And where was I going to go with this? And it just slowly snowballed into this crazy crazy following. And I was fortunate enough to do it for a living. I still do it for a living. And I was on TikTok for about a year and a half when I started repurposing that same content on YouTube Shorts. And with YouTube Shorts, I had a good friend of mine who was helping me out throughout the journey because he found success on the platform before I did. So he was telling me what he was learning throughout the whole, um, his whole journey on YouTube Shorts. And in two months, I gained a million subscribers, which is crazy. So from 14,000 to a million subscribers, I think that was the number. And yeah, crazy, 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 life-changing.
1: Jeez. And so that's that was on YouTube shorts or YouTube yes, yes. where you
2: gained those subscribers. Jeez. Yes. Who is the friend? Uh, his friend is Brent Television, Brent TV. He is a YouTuber, TikToker, creator as well. And Got he's it. a good friend of mine.
1: Okay. So started on TikTok, which I feel like is fairly common um, in terms of like folks starting with, you know, short form on TikTok and then expanding to other platforms and even other platforms becoming the primary. Had you, before like you started playing around with TikTok in March, 2020, had you messed around with video at all, like long form video or any other types of video before that? Um, Kind of,
2: nothing too, too crazy. So funny enough, um, 2020 was when I graduated high school. So before that, throughout my high school experience, I was a musician. I, I still am a musician, but I would um, write songs, um, create music videos here and then, and I'd upload them on YouTube, but they would only get, you know, 20, 30 views, nothing too crazy. But that was my first start on YouTube. And funny enough, I downloaded TikTok to promote my music, but it just became a full circle other moment where I found more, I found more creative freedom with creating videos and more, I was happier. I was just happier creating that kind of content and yeah, yeah.
1: Got it, and so you mentioned like a year and a half after you started making the TikTok videos, you started doing shorts. Why was it, you know, shorts, you know, was where you started experimenting and like going to a different platform? Because I think if I'm not mistaken, like Instagram Reels had launched in that time frame. you know, like why not, you know, go to, to Reels instead of shorts or before shorts?
2: Yeah, so there's actually a good reason behind that. Uh, back then, when reels was first announced um the videos were only 30 second limits and a good chunk of my videos were roughly 40 45 50 seconds and shorts was the only other platform that allowed me to upload the whole video without cutting it or making it two-parter or again i would do story times so there's only so much i can cut before the story time just doesn't make sense anymore <laughs> sure so um I would try that at first and I was trying to put all my content on all platforms as well as Instagram, but I would have to cut a lot of little things or it would just feel too choppy. And I just didn't like that. So I was like, all right, I'm going to just wait it out until Instagram changes it up or gives us a 60 second limit. So for now, I'm just going to ride it with YouTube Shorts
1: got it and so it sounds like with youtube shorts like when you first got started it was just let me just take the same you know videos i'm putting on tiktok and put them on youtube shorts so like at that point what was kind of the production process because if you're doing that i imagine that means you're not shooting in camera in app on tiktok but you're shooting kind of on your own maybe editing through some third-party software and then having a file that you can upload to both of the different platforms is that right yeah yeah that's right that's correct um I mean, ever since I really
2: started, I was—I really wasn't using the TikTok app to begin with, because um, I'm I'm very very old school. I'm I'm more I'm better off with the camera and my laptop or my phone to edit on, and that's what I did. Slowly but surely, I was just um, using my phone for everything. Um, the camera app, I was just, I was using a different app. I use um, this app called Filmic Pro for all oh, my yeah. videos. Yep, I use that for all my videos, and. Yeah, just the way I edit, or just the way that I want my videos to look, it, I'm better off just doing it on an, on a whole separate software than in the TikTok app, which was uh, which was a luxury because I can just repurpose all that all those videos on different apps.
1: Got it. And do you still use Filmic Pro as like your main shooter?
2: Yeah, that's what I use for everything: long form videos, short form videos. I just use Filmic Pro, and I edit with. I use a mix of CapCut. And I also use DaVinci Resolve on my MacBook to edit as well. Um, Just depends on the job and if it's a long-form video or short-form or just whatever I really need for my videos. Okay,
1: so for anyone in the audience who's like super deep into video (laughs) production and editing, um, Filmic Pros and iPhone app, they may have an Android version too. I have the iPhone version. But where you can kind of control your iPhone camera just like a regular camera where you can control the white balance, the aperture, the shutter speed, um, all of that kind of thing. DaVinci Resolve is kind of like a full-on editing app that you can use on a computer similar to like Final Cut or um, Premiere Pro. And then CapCut is – it's on desktop. You can use it on a computer, but you can also use it on a phone too. And it's an editing app. Uh, from ByteDance, which is the same company that owns TikTok. Um, So you have like a whole setup at this point. With Filmic Pro, like given that you can be controlling white balance, shutter speed, and you can even like shoot in log there and like really get into the color grade, it's like I mean, I think Steven Soderbergh used Filmic Pro when he did High Flying Bird, like a movie for Netflix. So it's like the kind of app that you can be using to like do things that look like film and TV. But then it's interesting because like on platforms like TikTok or YouTube Shorts, there's kind of this idea of like, oh, if it doesn't look like a phone, people are going to think of it as an ad. So how do you kind of like approach it like to what extent are you you know going for more of a like hollywood look versus going trying to you know make sure it looks like something shot on a phone
2: yeah so i i do play around with the settings you know white balance um frame rate shutter speed here and then and aperture but i don't go fully fully in you know with the color grading i just still make it seem um i still make it seem raw if that's the right word and what else? I just—I mean—I always get asked, "What camera do I use?" "What camera do I use?" But it's just—I um, say it's my phone, and you know, people freak out. People have—they're um, like, "Oh, snap! No way!" Hmm. But I've never really gotten—they—they they still don't look like cinematic masterpieces, if that makes sense. Um, because frankly, it still is a phone. It's not like a fully eight K camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a good—it's—it's it's a good middle. I'd say it's a good middle where you're using the camera from your phone, but you're just using the Mac settings that you can out of it. So it still looks good. And, um, you know, TikTok and YouTube shorts, they still kind of compress the video a little bit. So the quality does go down a little bit, but, um, yeah, I mean,
1: I, I just still, that's just the format that I love to use and people don't mind it either. Got it. And so again, when you started with YouTube shorts, it was, you know, doing the same videos that you're putting on TikTok at this point, is that still largely the strategy? Or are you doing any like exclusive for shorts or exclusive for TikToks?
2: Um, yeah. So at first it was just repurposing my TikToks, right? And um, the format, so I had I have so many different kinds of videos. I have, you know, skits and the voice, the vlogs and the story times and all that. Um, the format that really took off on YouTube shorts was the story time format where I would just talk to a camera, tell a story. And that was a format that I loved the most, too. It was my favorite format as well. And TikTok, I don't know if they really... I I was just um, transitioning my whole content, my whole mentality to YouTube at that point. Where it frankly went from, oh, I'm making a TikTok. Now it went to, I'm making a short. I'm making a short. And it just went a whole 180 where I would make YouTube shorts. And I would just put those on TikTok. Not prioritizing the TikTok algorithm as much, which I, I don't know if it kind of backfired because you know my, my TikTok hasn't grown as much as how it used to when I was doing TikTok solely. Um, but just me personally, I felt like me as a creator, I was better off on YouTube because I had the access to long form, and I the algorithm is a little—I don't want to say it's easier on YouTube Shorts, but it's. It just makes sense in terms of, I know what I'm doing. I have an idea of what I'm doing with the algorithm and how to favor it. Because with TikTok, I know a lot of creators, they just make a video, they throw it at the wall, see if it sticks. Um, YouTube shorts, if a story time that I did, did a million views, for example. If I do another story time, there's a good chance it'll get the same amount of views. And just because it's a similar format or it just suits the algorithm, and, also, the analytics on YouTube shorts are in real time, so you just have, you can see what's working in the moment, unlike TikTok, where it takes two to three days for the algorithm to kick in or, or to show you what, what happened with the success of the algorithm. Um, it's just, um, it was just a better platform for me to
1: be on, I'd say. Oh, that's creator. really interesting. So basically you have like a better view into how your videos are doing yes, with yes, YouTube yes, shorts yes. than with TikTok. Absolutely. Yes. That's really interesting. And like with YouTube shorts, and I imagine like now we're talking with YouTube creator studio, which is like their backend platform for creators to be able to look at the analytics. Like, are there any specific metrics that you keep an eye on most or that you see as particularly important um, signals for you? For me it's the watch time, obviously for the shorts, so I mean
2: maybe TikTok has updated but I'm not too sure, but back then it would give you the a whole line graph of how long people stayed for your video on YouTube shorts. So you can see the spikes or you can see the dips, so that's when people clicked off the video and um, that was very helpful because one of the biggest factors to having a successful short form video, short form vertical video is the watch time seeing how long people stick around for it. And with that um, with that crazy analytics that YouTube shorts had, just showing, oh, people leave here. Like, oh, okay, so my next video, I'll make sure they don't leave here. I'll make sure they stay here. And yeah, you just learn little tricks throughout the, the months, throughout the, it's been three years now since I've been doing this, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, what are the biggest tricks you've learned in terms of helping with retention?
2: Oh, um, retention, always try to change things up. Like even in the middle of the video, try to keep them engaged, keep them on their feet. Um, a big one that I guess has become more popular now are loops. So try to loop your videos. So um, the end, make sure it clicks with the beginning, and they'll think that they're still watching the same video. But wait, wait, it looped. It's so weird. Some um, little things like that. Um, trying to think of what else. Just the retention. Um, just having to make sure they don't they don't leave. That's why I think the story time format for me was very, very successful because I know I've seen some videos where people, you know, they just skip to the end of the videos, trying to find the full results of, I don't know, an experiment that somebody did or trying to to click. If you skip through a story time, you just missed a good chunk of it and then you're lost. Oh, wait, I got to go back now just to catch up on what I missed out on. I can't really skip it. I have to sit through the whole thing. And yeah.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, like on shorts, I don't know to what extent you have like the player control to be able to like fast forward and rewind like on TikTok. Like I know on, I'm pretty sure on Instagram Reels, you don't have that. I'm kind of yeah. hazy on with shorts, whether that's possible. But I imagine that would work in your favor if that's not possible. Yeah, it's it's a possibility on shorts now. Okay. Um,
2: I, I, I believe it's, oh, don't quote me on this, probably... Th- if the video is more than 30 seconds, then you have the feature. Ah, uh, there it is. If okay. it's less than 30 seconds, you can't. Um, don't quote me on that. I don't know the exact second, but um, same with TikTok. TikTok, they have the little scroll feature as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, that was against a lot of creators because then they would just skip to the end of their video and then the retention was gone. Mm-hmm. So you had to find ways to fight that, to fight that back.
1: Right. And so going back to... That one eighty, where it went from you were making TikToks and then posting them to YouTube Shorts, to then making YouTube Shorts and posting those to TikToks. Do you remember when that was? And was there anything specifically that led to that shift?
2: Yeah. So the big, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. So the shift was when I had the big YouTube Shorts boom. So um, I was, pro, I, I never, I didn't mention this before, but I was on YouTube Shorts for about. Six months reposting all my TikToks with no success. You know, I mean, the videos would get roughly five hundred to two thousand views each, which isn't horrible, but compared to the amount of views I get on TikTok, it was very um, noticeable. But how many were you getting on TikTok at that point? Um, a video would average, you know, two hundred to a million views, two hundred thousand to a million views, roughly. Um and you know obviously you have like 500 views to two two thousand yeah, shorts you're so, so short, like yeah there's there's a big difference here but um I was being encouraged by my by my friend Brent Brent Television and he showed me the potential of YouTube so of course I was like oh yeah I'm still gonna go I'm still gonna ride this out and I was 80 shorts in until my first one took off and when that one took off all of the other ones took off as well and then you start understanding the algorithm more you start understanding how um. It's more in your favor, if that's the right way to put it. And with TikTok, I was still struggling with um, the future that I had on that platform because I felt like, I I frankly did feel like my channel was kind of dying because um, it's just the reality of a creator. You're just like, you got to be prepared for anything, you know? And they were always, ta- I mean, they still are, about TikTok banning, like the bands, like TikTok bans and all that. So. That be my only source of income. I was like, oh, I don't want them to play around with that. It's it's just scary, you know. It's just scary. So let me for sure try to transition to another platform, and I was growing so much faster on that platform as well. And also the community was frankly a little a little just they were just nicer, you know. This <laughs> just a nicer community. But um, that transition to YouTube Shorts was. Um, I'm trying to think. So what was the, the question was to why I prioritize? Yeah. Like,
1: like what was it that kind of was- drove that? It, it sounds like part of it is, you know, you got ad videos in. you had a video that blew up and then I was just like, all right, well, maybe, you know, now I just start prioritizing shorts over TikTok.
2: Yeah. Or also the, the success was more consistent on YouTube shorts than on TikTok. That's the best way to put it because, um, you know, there was a period of time for I think six seven months. Everybody I'd post had got over a million views on YouTube Shorts, which is just insane. And you can also see the other analytics as well. Oh, this video gained me twenty thousand subscribers, and I'm like, where do you where do you hear this? You know, <laughs> like, a thirty second video gives a creator twenty thousand subscribers. Like that's never been heard of, like on in past YouTube right. history. And um, what else? It was just like the. Also, as a kid, I always dream about being a YouTuber, and that was when I transitioned to to long form as well. And once I had that um, success on long form as well, that was when I just went all in on YouTube. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do prioritize both YouTube Shorts and YouTube, and whenever I can, I'll post on TikTok. Now, okay,
1: got it. So I want to talk about the long form stuff, but before we get to that, so when you made that shift to You know, YouTube Shorts as the primary and TikTok as the secondary. Were there any differences in terms of like what the kind of ingredients of the videos or the approach with the videos? Like, were the videos different in any notable respects when it was you started making them for YouTube Shorts first as opposed to TikTok?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, they they did change. They did change a a little bit. Um, Because before on TikTok, how do I explain? I'm trying to think because they, they did change. Um, for me, YouTube Shorts, it was more like I had to reintroduce myself to every time I'd make a video on YouTube Shorts. I'd act like they've never seen my content before, and this is the first time that they're getting a good taste of me. On TikTok, I felt like I already had more of a consistent following. I don't know if that's the best way to put it, but I was playing more in the YouTube Shorts algorithm more. I'm trying, how how to explain it, how to explain this. Um, Obviously retention, I was doing more loops. I was um, creating more story time. So that was the big thing too. I was doing more and more story times and more transitions. I was just going all out on that format. Something that I don't think I would have done on TikTok. I feel like I would have transitioned. Not that I would have done something different on TikTok. I was just, I was just lost on the app. I just didn't know what else I could have done. Because I did do a lot too on my time on TikTok. Don't get me wrong, Um, I did a lot. Um, I had like a whole profile picture movement and I had like all this other like um, inside jokes with my.
1: What's the profile picture movement?
2: Yeah. So, um, uh, okay. So on TikTok, there was this whole thing back like two years ago where people would change their profile pictures to a certain thing. And they were called coats. I just don't okay. like saying the word coats, but they were called TikTok coats. And they were just they were just little gags that people would do, like, oh, join this cult, guys, make your profile picture of this <laughs> okay. and just I don't know, just let's just bombard comments on TikTok just for the fun of it, right? Um I did one. I did the Orchada cult, which was my profile picture, my channel logo. And that just Gained so much traction, and that was everywhere on the app. Even still on TikTok, I still see people with that profile picture, and there were news articles written about it. It was the funniest thing ever. It was just so funny. But um, after that, I mean, I was actually I was honestly gaining. There was one week where I gained like half a million followers in wow. one week on TikTok, which is insane. Insane, insane. So I, I love TikTok too. Like, don't get me wrong, I feel like this is just me trashing on TikTok just so interview, but I love the app too. But um after that happened, I kind of like simmered down a little, just me personally, I was like, oh, this was very overwhelming. And I had a lot of fun with it too. Like I that was my creative peak on TikTok, let's say. Cause I just didn't know what was next. So I was a little lost for like a couple, let's say like four months after that happened. And then fortunately, YouTube Shorts came along and they're like, oh, no, we, we got you. We got you. Keep, keep making content. Yeah. And then and, never um, look
1: back. Yeah.
2: Never look back. But yeah, that's pretty much, um, yeah, that's pretty much a whole story on on TikTok as well. That just feels like an eternity ago. Right. Sure. But,
1: when did you start doing long form on YouTube?
2: Yeah. So long form, that's a whole other chapter now. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. So I was doing YouTube shorts um, primarily for about six months. Let me give you some dates. So uh, November 2021 was when my first short took off. And then November through January, February, that was when I hit the million, I think, or somewhere around there. That was when I was just growing like crazy. And then so that was like February, March 2022. And then July 2022 was when I started doing long form. That was when I started doing long form. So like three and four months later. So I was doing shorts for about uh, six months, eight months. And then I started doing long form. But that was when I just went all in on long form. I was doing two to three long videos a week. You know, um, now I kind of simmered down to one a week because it was just a lot. But two to three a week throughout the whole summer, all of December, like all of 2022. So the rest of the year. I was just going all in. And um, it was just the same videos, the same style that I was doing on shorts. So the story time format, it was just a very, very, um, I was very, very lucky with that format, honestly. Because, you know, 30 second story time can be a five minute story time on long form. It was just really easy to just transition the viewers to view the longer stuff now. But yeah, that was when I started.
1: What's your weekly output now? Like, I read an interview you did with Tube Filter. I think this was like towards the end of last year where at that point you said you were doing seven shorts and two to three long videos a week. As you mentioned, like you, you've kind of you know, dialed back a bit from there. What's it look like now?
2: Yeah. So, so right, right now, um, I, I do want to get back to doing one. I, I didn't want to get back to doing two long form um, a week. It was just, um, and also do a short, try to do a short every I mean, I try to do six a week as well, six a week, let's say. Um, The main reason why I kind of dialed back was obviously creative burnout. You know, it happens to everyone. And so from July through December, I just went all out, all in. And in January, that was when I wanted to take a bit of a break because I was a little burnt out. And that was when I moved out to Los Angeles. Um, I was back in Rhode Island, so Providence, Rhode Island. I moved all the way to Los Angeles, and I drove it. So it was a 45-hour drive. So just doing that cross-country road trip um, with some of my friends and packing everything and just leaving, you know, it's just – that takes a lot of time as well, you know, getting used to everything. And um, just the early – the beginning of the year is always slow, let's say, for creators. So now that it's April, now that it's May, June, now that summer's coming in hot, um, Mm. that's when I want to start the grind again, let's say, of just –
1: more long-form, more short-form, just dishing out as much content as I can. Right, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, January is usually, like, the coldest month of the year when it comes to, like, AdSense revenue, for example. That too.
2: That's who, yeah. I, I, at a business standpoint as well, those are the best times to just take a break, take a breather. You know, it's after the holidays. Yeah, no, that, that seems smart.
1: Speaking of revenue, so it's, we're you know, close to three months since, you know, the Shorts ad revenue share program rolled out. What are you seeing there? What kind of, you know, CPMs, how much money are you making?
2: Um, so CPM is, last time I checked, it was roughly the same as to what we would make in the past. So before the Shorts revenue, we would get short bonuses and they were determined on the amount of views we would make. So it did cap at $10,000 a month, hmm. but I never... I never really reached that cap. I was getting, you know, you get close, but you never really hit the 10,000 mark. Um, and it's all varies on the views, obviously. So the more views you get, the higher your bonus. And I did the math. It was roughly five, 5.6 cents per thousand views. That was the average. I have like a whole spreadsheet of all of those on the bonuses. And um, with the shorts revenue, for me right now, it's roughly 5 to 6 cents Per thousand views as well. I think it just fluctuates between five to six cents, so it's roughly the same that we would make back then. But um, the fact that now it is endless, you know, there is no ten thousand dollar cap. Um, it is it is a little hard to reach that ten thousand dollar cap, frankly. But um, now it's kind of um, the the sky's the limit. Kind of that's why that's how I see it. the sky's the limit in terms of views that you can get. And also, it's not a stuck. It's not a set bonus where. Hey, maybe in the summer, what if it jumps up to eight or 10 cents per thousand views? And that's just a great month. Or, you know, this is just the beginning. This is just the start. That's how I said it. It's the start of the shorts revenue. And another thing too, oh, I was going to say something else. Um, With the shorts, revenue shorts bonuses, it's just, again, yeah, like the sky's a limit pretty much. It's yeah. just it's unlimited, Yeah.
1: Yeah, how's the shorts? The ad revenue split, like, how's that compared to what you're getting from your long form videos at the moment?
2: Oh, um, so so long form is still on top. Frankly, um, my main source of income is through long form now. That's my main source of income from long form, and the way that I see it is, um, I mean, it's it's already a privilege to make money off of short form, you know. Um, so anything I'll just take, frankly. But the way that I see it is short form gets the audience. It brings the audience. Now, if you want to be a creator in 2023, doing short form introduces you to the audiences because they don't have to click your video. It just appears. And if they like it, they like it. They'll follow you. So, um, you know, I've had videos that have gained me 20,000 subscribers, 10,000 subscribers, which is unheard of, you know. So I get all that through short form and through the same exact short forms, i promote my long form. Me, hey, guys, if you want to see this full video, watch it on my YouTube. You know, that's what I say. And, um, you know, you already have the audience. So it's not like you're starting from scratch on long form. And that's where you make the real money at through long form. Okay. Yeah. And then
1: whatever rev share you get on the shorts, it ends up just being gravy. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because if, um, for example, hey, this, this short made – Ten dollars, you know, roughly. Let's say like it got like it got like a hundred thousand views. it made ten dollars, but wait, it did track fifty thousand people to watch the long form one though, and that was two hundred. How, how much is fifty thousand? Like roughly three hundred bucks, something or somewhere around there. So, some, so, so something like that. And you're like, oh, so that's where the real money was made. Right. But um, you just use all of your tools to your advantage. You know, that's what I was using, all of my strengths to my advantage.
1: And you're able to see that like broken out of the analytics, like how much you know viewership Shorts is driving for the long form videos. Yeah, yeah, you could, you could. Um, it, it doesn't say exactly that, like short form, but
2: it does say, oh, people who saw your video through like external sources or something like that. I think it's the wording. I think it's something like that. And you just know that's from Shorts. Or okay. also, um, since the analytics are in real time on Shorts again, um, let's say you have a huge spike in a short just one day. It just got a million views in a day you'll see that same exact spike on the long form that you promoted with that short. Uh, maybe it, it didn't gain probably a million views in that day either, but maybe 100,000. You just see that big spike as well. They just It just
1: all correlates. It just all makes sense. Got it's really, it. really cool. Oh, that's really interesting. And is that something... It also seems like that would be helpful for kind of making sure the shorts audience and the subscribers you get through shorts would be interested in long form stuff. Cause I remember around this time last year, having a lot of conversations with folks who were kind of like, we're getting a lot of subscribers through shorts, but I'm worried that's actually going to work against us. If the people are only interested in shorts and this this isn't a long form video crowd. Yes. Yes. That, that happens a lot with a lot of creators. Um,
2: but it just all has to do with the content that you make at the end of the day. Um, for example, if you create, I mean, you've probably heard this a million times, but if you create, uh, shorts based around makeup, you know, um, people want to see makeup content. They subscribe to you because of your makeup content. And if your long form is a podcast, unfortunately, it just won't get the same amount of traction. You know, um, that's how I kind of got started too. Cause I was doing the story times and then I was doing vlogs as my long form and people weren't watching it. You know, they just weren't. No matter how much I, you know, um, promoted it, it just wouldn't happen. And that's just a reality check that you need. And I always wanted to do uh, story times as well on long form. So I did that. And that was just day and night. You know, people were just watching that. Um, you know, the titles were similar to the shorts. The thumbnails were stuff that you could kind of resonate with. Like, oh, this is the same guy on shorts. So, yeah, I'm going to click it. Um and now I have people who solely watch the long form; and they don't watch the shorts anymore, or because of all the traction that the long form was getting through the shorts viewers, traditional long form viewers were discovering the videos now.
1: Okay.
2: So it's just um, it just all has to it just all has to inter- intertwine and interconnect. You know, it's all like your own hub. And what if I do want to? And I know people who maybe they don't want to be known for a certain style of content. They're just doing it because it gained attraction. So for example, back to the example of the makeup artist with the podcast, you know, um, I stream on Twitch as well. And I love it. You know, I, I like gaming and stuff. Um, I was using the long form viewers to my advantage of like, Hey guys, I'm also streaming on Twitch now. So you already have a following now they're start, they start turning into more like the, the shorts following that you had that only kind of knew you here and then. They start turning into a loyal fan base, and they're just willing to ride with you. Like, I don't want to say like your standard YouTuber, but that's the luxury of YouTubers because um, not that they'll watch anything with your face on it, but they'll give it a shot. You know, they will give it a shot. They'll support you. They'll support you. Unlike short form, they're like, oh, I
1: just like this guy for his short form. I really don't know him like that. Right. So yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, because that uh, was always like the kind of idea with TikTok is like, oh, it's like different for creators about TikTok is each video is kind of on its own, whereas on platforms like YouTube, it's more about the channel and kind of the library. Um, so that's always been something that's been really interesting. When it comes to like at this point, cause you know, going back to what you were saying around, you know, one of the reasons that you didn't, you know, jump on reels was because at that time it was capped to 30 seconds and you were doing longer videos. Like now that you're doing minutes long videos, on YouTube, you know, three, five minutes and TikTok now has like a longer cap. Is that something where you're taking any of those like long form videos? And obviously you have to do some editing, especially like cropping, but like where you're taking the long form videos and you put in those on TikTok?
2: Yeah, I, I do that a lot. So I get little snippets of, cause it's, I'm just very fortunate where like my long form is still story time. So it's what people already watched. So I'll get maybe 30 seconds of the long form. And I'll just crop it to maybe twenty seconds, make and just like crop it all, make it look nice, make it look nice and vertical. Because I still have all the pro- like I edit the video, so I have all the projects on my computer. So just making them into vertical aspect ratio is pretty easy. And then um, I'll just promote it full video on my YouTube. Check it out. Um, I also do that with Shorts as well. You know, I, I do it on Shorts as well. Like promote the long form again, just promote it wherever I can. But um yeah, yeah I do that. I I don't post the long form the the whole 3 minutes to TikTok cuz I know I could do that, but um it's just a whole other field that I still don't that I'm still not too that I don't know too much about. You know, I just don't know too much about it. Yeah,
1: I feel like TikTok long forms still throwing everyone for a loop, which is funny cuz like sometimes you find yourself on TikTok and it's like, "Oh, this video had to have been like 2 to 3 minutes long, but you don't like I still don't in my mind associate TikTok with like having long form, even though I know I've watched videos that are more than 60 seconds long. Yeah. No, no,
2: same, same. And it just, um, it especially throws me off when it's uh, a horizontal video with the black bars. Oh, yeah. And then people just sit, they watch the whole thing. <laughs> and I just don't know how, cause I don't know if I could do that. Just post the whole thing. I would have to either um, make it more in touch with, the TikTok format, if that makes sense. So make it, make the whole three minutes turn it vertical. But I just don't know if that's something that, I, I just don't know what I would, I just don't know what I would get, get that out
1: of, if that makes sense, get out of it.
2: So it's just, um, I'm better off with the long form on um on YouTube. In right, yeah,
1: that makes sense. All right, so we've established, like, you're still active on TikTok, but YouTube's your primary between shorts and long form. You're also active now on Twitch with streaming. Like, What's next for you, especially like as you're in this ramping up period, again, heading into summer, like what's the the big priority or is there like something new you're looking to try or really build up?
2: I do want to change up my, my style a little bit because um, back then, especially on TikTok, I would change my format every other month, every two, three months. You know, if it got old, oh, I'm doing something else. Or if I got bored of it, I'm doing something else. I... It wasn't until I found a story time format where I really was um, stayed with a format with a style and I've been doing it for about shoot, I've been doing it for about two years, now two and a half years now this story time format and I love it. I still love it, you know I just it's just always easy for me to do and um, something I always wanted I just love doing it. But I do want to change it up a little you know change up the style, change up the format, do some more videos, different kinds of styles that I haven't really tried out. Um, I Any kind of styles of, that you're looking at, or you have your eye? Um, with long form, uh, you know, you're you're a YouTuber now in like 2023. You always look up to Mr. Beast, so videos in that style I would I would love to do. Just like bigger, bigger projects and higher budget because I for, I fortunately do have I, I'm able to spend a little bit more on long form because you know um, I've been able to make a little bit more money off of long form, so just. Use that revenue and invest it back into the videos. I would love to do that. You know, um, have bigger projects, and yeah, just just go with the flow. You know, just not stay too, um, not not stay too. How to explain it? Like trapped into that story time bubble. You know, um, I still love it. You know, I still want to do it, but just figure some other stuff out. Also, um, stream on Twitch. More because I like that. I don't know. It's just like very, very laid back. Just it's not stressful. It's just like, all right, I can just like chill and have the people come to me. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but um do that. And we also have another channel too where we get the highlights of our Twitch streams, of my Twitch streams, and I put them on um another channel, which has been doing pretty good so far. Um and it's just all long form, which is really, really cool. And um I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah, just pretty much that and just Grow more, grow more, you know, and just learn more as well.
1: Awesome. How much money are you making on YouTube at this point between long form and short form?
2: Oof, between long form and short form, um, I'm trying to think of a a good number. Do you want like like an actual dollar number? Oh, yeah, I love a dollar number. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, I'll give you an estimate. I'll give you an estimate. It was way more than... um, so, obviously, TikTok, I wasn't making much. Um, so, there's some shorts where I've made roughly, you know, you can make like 25 bucks up to 400, 500 bucks a short. It just depends. And um, long form, roughly, I'm trying to think. I've been fortunate enough to pull in, pull in like 1,000 a long form video, roughly, which is pretty good. Really, really good. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, especially
1: if like you can be reinvesting that back in the I mean, because that was the whole uh, Mr. Beast thing is just like any money he was making from his videos, he just put right back into those videos and it kind of ballooned because of that. Yeah, yeah. Yep,
2: absolutely, absolutely. It's just been a crazy, crazy, crazy ride, you know, especially doing it for so um, – I mean, I, yeah, it's been three years now, but I still think it's been – that flew by. I feel like I've still oh, to sure. started. I Oh mean, sure. That's a hell like of a three years. Started. Yeah, like like three years when I first hit record. That's just crazy. But um yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else to bring up. It's just been a it's just been a privilege, yeah. And I again I just want to reinvest the money back into the content.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a smart strategy. So all right. Really appreciate you coming on the show. really enjoyed speaking with you. Yeah, no,
2: thank you. Thank you. I appreciate
1: that as well. And thank you for listening to the Digiday Podcast. Please don't forget to share this episode with someone who you think would enjoy it. You can even rate us on Apple Podcasts if you like. We'll be back next week with another episode.